This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Welcome back to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Giannis Janais. This is our preview episode of Fulham's match Friday night against Wolves. Huge match for Fulham, and we're going to get to it. But before we do anything else, I have to welcome back my co-host to the show in Canada, Mr. Janais. How you doing? I'm good, sir. We've had uh, we've had four days to recover from Villagate. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and all the furor that came after that, but uh, the good thing is that uh, we get the you know we're the only show in town tomorrow night. That's right. And um, you know, it, uh, Wolves have come off a disappointment de- defeat to the Hammers, and you know what, we've got to start. We've got to start winning, and uh, this is good as good a game as any to get the three points. Let's hope so, because again, I'm still on on the mindset that I want to be proven wrong. I've came out saying that I think Fulham are going to get relegated, but I'm open to be having my mind changed by Fulham proving me wrong, and I and I hope that they certainly can. I really want that to happen. Okay, my friend, to start off the show, before I get your view on that Villa debacle, and then we're going to preview the match against Wolves, I have a Russ's rant. So I'm going to bring this up here, and it's a little bit of a different type of rant. It's not really going crazy. It's actually more of a suggestion. And uh, you and I talked about this off here, and you have a suggestion to go along with it. 
My rant is a continuation of a prior show that you and I did when we talked about concerns about ticket pricing for the Riverside stand. And I am very concerned. And I know that I live here in America, you live in Canada, but I am concerned about the foam supporters and what they're going to have to pay with this brand new stand, which is going to be fantastic. Great view. And it looks like the seats are going to be great, but are they going to be affordable or are there going to be affordable seats? So my rant goes along with, I understand that there are going to be high ticket pricing for the Riverside stand. It has to be, I would be shocked if there isn't. But as I suggested before, Giannis, I really want there to be tiered pricing. So one of my suggestions is to have affordable pricing, to have tiered pricing that you have these affordable tickets that people, regular Fulham supporters can afford, not just out-of-towners or corporations. You want regular Fulham supporters to be in the stands. And I'm suggesting to the cons right now to make a certain amount of tickets available that are affordable. On top of it, I have a suggestion. And we've done this over here, actually here in Boston, and my suggestion is in the Riverside stand to have a section of it, a family section, where you can have affordable pricing for families. And I think this would be fantastic. Brand new stand, affordable tickets for the whole family. We are a family club. I know we've had a neutral section. Why not a family section, Giannis, that, again, the whole family can go to? I know families go, but how about a whole section dedicated to the families? I think this would be a great suggestion, and I'm suggesting it to the cons. Anyone that's listening associated with Fulham Football Club, please consider potentially a family section. But it just goes with my theme that I know that, there are going to be some expensive seats, and I understand why. How about balancing it off with some affordable seats? Dare I say a section strictly for families? Giannis, you have a suggestion to go along with that. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, we've always been a we've always been a family club. I mean, it's 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 just for as long as I went to the cottage with the old man. Um, you know, you got the Hammersmith Road end, and there'd be mums and dads and grannies and granddads and, and, and kiddies having a great time. I mean that's 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 who we are. The other the other alternative, you know, and this this goes back. Um, it's been a bad couple of years in terms of, you know, it's not just our club but other f- clubs losing, you know, former footballers and what have you. And it's been so the COVID pandemic has been so destructive in so many ways. And one of the things that that I'd like to see incorporated in that new stand yep. is a section for for pensioners. I think that you've got. I think that's a great you, idea too. Yeah, you've got these 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 old biddies that love their Fulham and. You know, we can moan and groan all we want, but but I mean, so many of our older older supporters have been up through much much worse than we have in, in terms of this club. And because they're on fixed incomes, I I think it would be a fantastic gesture yep. if we could, um, you know, I mean, we could even incorporate it in terms of, um, you know, uh, the pensioners stand with retired players stand, yeah. something the way you bring back, you know, where you've got Ivor, where you've got Robbo. Um, you know, you've got, all, you've got former players that come in, that go to the cottage, and they spend the time in that enclosure with the, the supporters that have been around 50, 60, 70 right. years supporting the club. And I think that's um, – I think that – I mean, I actually think – I actually think, Russ, because of the size of that stand, you could incorporate two of them. I think you could put a family component. I think you could put a, you know, former players, uh, old-age pensioners yep. – 
um, because what old 75-year-old biddy on a fixed income is going to afford, be able to afford to sit in the new stand? Exactly. And I think it's a great, it's a great um, it would be a statement of faith, and it would say a lot um, for the Khans if they remember that the, you know, many of us, many, many of our supporters are no longer with us. But this club is, a, is 142 years old. That's right. And, you know, for those of them who are still alive, to give them the chance to go with subsidized tickets to sit in the new stand, um, to, to cheer on um, the favorite team, I think it would be just a, a fantastic gesture. And I, and I really hope this happens. I mean, I think we, I, but I, to your point, I think we yep. can incorporate both. I think we can. And I think that if it's done correctly for the cons, they could still have those types of seats that, again, that are going to be the most expensive in Craven Cottage. But you can balance it out, Giannis. Yes, with affordable tickets for these types of fans that we're talking about. We're talking about, like you said, fans that have been through thick and thin on them that are older, and then you have fans that are coming as a family. I think it would be great. I think it would really just instill the family type of club that we are in both scenarios. And then I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win-win for the cons as well because you have all these new Seats, why not dedicate and give back to the Fulham supporters? I think this is a great way to give back and to show faith, you know, in what you're building here. Because, you know, I think the cons, you know, overall, you know, listen, they've put a lot of money into the club and they've obviously put a lot of money into the stand. I think this is a way to give back to the fans to not only give them this brand new stand, but give them affordable ticket pricing. So, and then two different ways to have two types of fans be there that is affordable. And uh, again, there's just my idea. I thought, you know, I thought it would be, yeah, just wanted to make this suggestion, my friend. Okay. And, and it's funny, Russ, because when, you know, even growing up, um, going to, to, to watch um, games at Fulham, one of the thrills that I had as a fan, um, which wherever I sat in the stadium was sitting nearby or standing nearby older fans. It really was because you get, you know, we as younger fans, we, you know, we can be tempestuous and we can be loud and we can be emotional. But sometimes it's the insight of the older fans watching that have been there, done that scene at all. And, you know, I, I, I remind myself of, um, and I'm going to give you a classic example of this. The, the week after the, the, um, the Hillsborough disaster, I think it was in yep. 1991, uh, I went up, I was up at um, Wigan. We were, I think it was second or third division. We were playing away to Wigan Athletic. And um, we won. I remember there was a minute of silence because, I mean, the tragedy of the FA Cup semi-final. Right. And uh, so I, I went up there and I actually was dating someone at the time uh, who was a Blackburn Rovers fan. And the only reason I went up to visit our parents for the first time was because I wanted to spring on her the last minute. I wanted to go and see Fulham play at Wigan. That was maybe not be not a good move, but I remember though you know we had I think I think we took a thousand fans up if if we did that fantastic atmosphere, and you know we were reading even reading the other day about Robbie Herrera uh, being bought by Fulham and Hugh Grant paying for half the transfer fee yeah. thirty thousand pounds. These were really really dark days where we had nothing. We almost merged with QPR and it was we didn't have a stadium. It was. So, you know, we've come an awful long way, but it'd be really nice to 
you know, um, show how far we've come and, and to show a lot of loyalty to, 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 to what has given us as a club the identity. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of where I'm going on this. Yeah. Now, it's because because I know when the cons came that they said they, they look at this as them being custodians of a uh, foam football club. And uh, I think this is a great way for, for the legacy of the club to continue this way by having these groups of fans have their own sections. And like I said, having affordable ticket prices to, to look back at the past and also look towards the future. And that's why I, I do like the combination that we're talking about here. But you don't forget these fans like you, you're given that example, my friend. Or, you know, again, all the families, you know, all the families that I've heard from over the years. And I'm just thinking, I hope that they get this opportunity, Giannis, to sit in this brand new stand, you know. And I'm thinking, I think there's a way to do it, which would, again, help everyone involved. Because, again, it, it, it had to have been very expensive to build this new stand. So you have to have ticket prices that, that are going to be expensive, but you can balance it out. And that's kind Great of time. my idea. And also, it could be part of a legacy for the cons if they did this. So that's yep. why I wanted to throw this out as a, as this uh, suggestion, my friend. Okay. Great suggestion. All right, my friend. Let's move on. I hate to go here, but we do have to go here. Let's talk about the Villa match. Now, again, Max and I did the show right afterwards. And then, as it. you can yep. imagine, it's funny. Yep. I, I heard from a bunch of people saying that was probably not an easy show to do. And it's probably one of the more difficult shows I've done. Doing a show like that, Max and I, you know, again, we did the best that we could. And uh, it was just very difficult because it was within their grasp, to be honest. It was there for them. And it all fell apart. And I had this whole rant, again, I guess you could say it's also Russ's rant, about how they gave in to fear. So I'm curious your view on that. Did they give in to fear? So what are your thoughts about the Villa loss? Well, for 75 minutes, I mean, before the game, obviously we knew that Grealish wasn't going to be available. And I looked at that lineup and I thought, okay, um, the, the one player um, that worried, was, worried me was McGinn because McGinn has been excellent this year, but he just played three games for Scotland in, in World Cup qualifying. So it was going to be a bit of fatigue. And to be honest, I don't think they laid a hand on us for 75 minutes. They really, I didn't really think they were ever going to be in the game. I thought we we nullified their threats. Um I don't fancy them at the back. I've said that all along. I don't know how uh, um, Tyrone Mings is an England centre-back. Same wise, I don't know how Harry Maguire is an England centre-back. Um, it's it sort of coupled with Mitro having, you know, the return of Mitro takes advantage of a mistake. And then, um, and it happens. We we just had, um, I mean, their first goal was a good goal. I mean, it's it driven across the box and Trezeguet smashed it in. There's nothing Ariola can do about that, but then we just we we seem to we we displayed a lack of resilience and we and, and we folded and um so you know looking at all the social media comments and I watched your, your show with Max afterwards and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of disappointment obviously but something something after the game um, got me wondering and um, actually made me feel a lot better about the game. Um, Looking forward to Wolves because, uh, I, I mean, we were as good as Villa, if not better than them. And then we taken the lead, and I thought we deservedly done it. And then we've had a few minutes of madness where it's all gone south. But at the end of the game, uh, Scotty was interviewed. I think it was by Sky Sports. Yep. And Scott and Scotty has always been the first one to praise his players. He's always been done to g them up, talk about the spirit, 
talk about the attention to detail, the endeavour. He's been very, very good. I mean, you know, he, he defends his players to the help. But this was the first time this year where he admitted he was not happy with the last 15 minutes. And that, was, that gave me a lot of hope because I, I thought, OK, it's a Sunday game. They're up at Villa Park. They'll be very, very disappointed. You could see that with the interview with Mitchell afterwards, with Joachim yep. afterwards. Nothing would have been said in the change rooms after the games. Okay. And uh, nothing would have been said when they got back to Motspur Park. But the next practice would have been Tuesday. And I will bet you any amount of money in the in the central bank that certain players would have been given an, an absolute bollocking. Um, because the one thing about Scotty is he's defended his players to the hilt. You know, just everybody's saying them they're not good enough, they're going to get relegated, the Jamie Carrigan nonsense. And he's and he's but the one thing about him is as a player, he was a blue collar player and he would never want players to embarrass him. And I think that he felt embarrassed by that last fifteen minutes. So on Tuesday from Motspur Park, he'd have had 48 hours to stew about what had happened, and then he'd have looked at the game tape, the coaches. And I think that certain players would have got an absolute steamrolling on Tuesday uh, because of um, lack of discipline of position, lack of awareness. Uh, it looked like early days of the season where we were certain players were switching off. And the bottom line is he, he's got a sense of pride as a, as, a, as a head coach and a manager, and he would have there would have been some very harsh words said in the change room down in Motspur. That's good news for me because that tells me that he got in their faces and said, right, I've had enough of this. this that was garbage. We had that in our hands and we blew it. You don't blame, don't look at Villa, don't look at the subs, don't look at whatever. We had that in the grasp of our hands and we let yep. it go. So we have to take responsibility. I'm For this particular game, I'm not defending this team. Okay. I'm not going to defend you. We have to put it right. And I felt good when I saw that. I thought, okay, he would have really got in their faces and these guys will be ready for Wolves. And Wolves have been struggling recently. They have. Um, you know, and I, I, I feel... It was, it was really refreshing to hear Scotty... You know, I, I, I don't think you can... You can't air dirty laundry in public. I, 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 I don't necessarily say, think that. Scotty doesn't, but I think this might have been the catalyst where he went, right, I'm done with this. Okay, I'm done defending this crap because this was... They gave no indication for 75 minutes that we were going to even get a sniff. And then we made them look like world beaters in the last 15. That's not on not on my watch. So he would have gone home very upset, very angry. And I'm expecting a huge rebound tomorrow night, Russ. And I'm, I'm calling it now. I'm doing a name of, we're going to win tomorrow night. We're winning tomorrow night. We're winning tomorrow night. Okay, okay. Doing it. I just want to mention that Giannis messaged me that, what, two or three days ago. You know, he want to know how I was doing after the loss. He's like, I'm basically, I'm guaranteeing that they're going to beat Wolves. So, Giannis, I do hope you're right. And, uh, you know, because, again, listen, to stay in this, they they really need to win this. It's funny because you could say every match is a must-win match. So, I don't want to call it that. But let's be honest, they, they need to win. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it really is. a. Listen, you could say they could, they need to win every match, but honestly, they need to win this. And uh, so Giannis is going out and he's predicting a full victory, and I certainly hope that he is right. Giannis, the one thing that I, that I want to ask you about, and listen, I know how much you like Scott Parker, and you know my background here in New England. And the one thing that I just wish Scott Parker did that he I've not heard him ever do, He's never taken personal responsibility. Now, again, he, he's setting his players up, 
But why can't he come out and say, listen, I need to do a better job. I need to set them up better, and we need to play better, and the players need to do Why can't he come out and say that? I've never heard him take any responsibility for any of his actions, Giannis. I'm just curious your view on that. I, I think he, I, I think he, I think he does take responsibility. It's just not something he wants. He wants to, to 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 advertise. I think he um, he's coming. He the new school of FA coaching is about empowering and supporting and supporting athletes, even professional athletes. Okay. And and, and you know the the notion is that players will run through walls and develop accordingly because of that. Um, the beauty of that, though, is you have to be able, you have to have the capacity to have the difficult conversations. I'm going to use a case in point here. Um, Tosin. Um, Tosin has not played well of late, and I'm sure he'll be the first to admit that. And Tosin is a young defender, and he will develop, I think, to be a very good defender. But he will probably have sat down with him on Tuesday and said, okay, what in heck was this? Okay, and let me understand, and let, I need you to understand what the repercussions of this next seven, eight games are. Yep. You, every decision you, every decision, there are people, there are teams like Newcastle, obviously, that want you to fail. There are people around the world that want you to fail. They want our club to fail. Um, every decision you make, you make on the club will be magnified by a thousand because it's not just the, the Wolves game. There are some very significant games that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Notwithstanding our last game of the season is Newcastle. Right. So this is the one where, and I was never always, I was never the best at this as a coach, and I'll be the first to admit that, because I, I was very, um, I tended to be very animated players. I, 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 I would, um, if you don't, do, if you, it's the Belichick rule. You don't do your job, I'm going to let you have it. That's right. Um, but you've not seen a lot of evidence of Scotty sort of doing it. I think he's one of these people that, um, if you look at the expressions on the side of the pitch, this is the guy that I think, and because he's so young in his coaching career, probably has difficulties going home and switching off. Um, when you get to the like the Sam Allardyce, Roy Hodgson, Mourinho, you know that kind of experience, Ancelotti, you've done it for yep. 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you can switch on and off, go home, have a glass of wine, da, da, da. but he's still 40, 41 years of age. And so it will be very difficult for him. Even his body language when things go wrong on the sidelines, yeah. unfortunately, is telling. Um, it's a good point. Um, I think it's his way of doing it. But then I think he counters that with the fact that he supports his players at all time, and that's he why does when do that. He, I mean, he, he, I mean, he clearly he advocates for that. But that's why when he turned around and said, "You know, I wasn't happy with the last fifteen minutes," you read that and you go, "Oh, oh, oh, he's pissed. This guy's pissed. This guy is going to be. They're going to be some major explosives going off at Martsburn Tuesday." Well, let's was, hope that he got through to them. Honestly, well, he, yes. well, he's a player. I mean, he's 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 yeah. You know, he, he's played at the highest level. Um, what he'll want, um, what he will want them to do tomorrow is he'll want a reaction. He'll say, right. "Look, for seventy-five minutes we looked very good, and then you guys blew it. Don't look at me. Don't look at your coaches. You were on the field. You have to take because it was all about decision making on the uh, second yeah. and third goals. First one, yeah, goals going, goals going." But you have to take responsibility, and I can only do so much for you. When the when the whistle goes, yep. you cross the white lines. You've got to do your job. 
And uh, that's well, why I'm really hopeful that tomorrow they're going to we're going to see a reaction from the lads. Right. It, it's about game management, and he actually said that I heard him. It is. A, he's totally right about that. It's about knowing the situation and being able to react to it. And as I said, it's being able to fight through that fear because again, the first goal, like you said, I get that. After that, no, no, no. Especially that second one was horrific, and um, they need to learn from that, and they need to make sure that they do not give in to fear and that they're playing for 90-plus minutes. And just basically, as I've said, and Giannis, you know where this comes from, just do your job. Just do your job Mm -hmm. and let the chips fall as they may. Don't try to do someone else's job. Don't try to do too much. Do your job. You don't have to be flashy. Just do your job and let everything fall from that point on. Okay, Giannis, before we break down this upcoming match, uh, I do want to mention this, and uh, I want to – thank a friend of mine for letting me know about this um the passing of john bird and uh he was a lifelong uh born and bred fulham fan and uh i i just want to just just mention that and uh you know um rest in peace john and uh, and to everyone that cared about him um you know again i just want to give a shout out to uh john bird who passed away a few weeks ago and uh my friend, uh, also with the last name of Bird, let me know about this. So uh, he asked if I could mention something, and I'm happy to. If anyone else, you know, wants me to mention something during the show about a passing of a, of a family member, I'm happy to do that. You know, because again, we're we're all part of the Fulham family. Okay, absolutely. All right, all right, Giannis. Let's get into this. Let's start with your just thoughts on Wolves. You mentioned this already. That Wolves, again, they're. A different team, we could say, like, with Aston Villa, without Grealish. Well, this team's a different team without Jimenez. So what are your th- overall thoughts on Wolves? It, it's been up and down, right? Uh, I mean, they, 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 I mean, uh, Spirito Santo is a, is, a, is a, I think he's an outstanding coach. I do, I do laugh at Wolves. It's really, it's like Portugal B, isn't it, really? <laughs> with all the players that he's brought in. But, he's, you know, they, they play a nice style of the... Scotty talked about it in, in the press of that you know they're very adaptable in terms of formations. They got one of the best goalkeepers in Europe in, in Patricio. You know Cody Connor Cody for me should be in the starting lineup as an England centre back um, with John Stones. I, I, I don't know in what planet a Maguire or a Mings is in there. Sorry to say, yep. you got someone like um, Traore who's, who's so exciting to watch. You know he's, he's one of your old fashioned. You know, run at a million miles an hour, brute strength, strong, can score goals. So he's not this year; hasn't quite worked for him. But you know, they can they can cause you lots of trouble. Now, losing to the Hammers on Monday night would have been, and that's the thing; they've only had three days in between games. Would have been a shocker. They did well to come back in that, but they've been a little bit out of sorts this year. I don't, you know, um, injuries have obviously hurt them, um, but they're not a team that you um, take lightly. But they're sort of. The thing about them right now is they're sort of in betwixt, they're betwixt and between right now. They're not really aiming for anything right now. So it's sort of, they almost feel like walls are drifting towards the end of the season. We have right. so, so much more incentive to, to get on the front foot tomorrow night. Um, and that's why it's, I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, what players um, Santo decides to rest. And also in terms of our lineup and, 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 I think that Scotty has a, a couple of very difficult decisions to make tomorrow night in terms of um, who's going to start in the formation and, and yes. if we can pull out a result. I, I think we're going to need at least 
a couple of goals to beat Wolves, but I thought we played really well up at Molyneux early in the season. Only lost one nothing, and I think we're more than capable of getting something off them. But we really need to come out flying, and we need to come out angry, and we need to play with discipline, and we need to learn from our mistakes. And if we do that, surely our home record, which has been absolutely atrocious, can finally, finally turn turn round. And what better, better game for that to start than tomorrow night? I'm there with you, my friend. And listen, I, I hope that you're right. And um, I want to ask you about this because you you just mentioned it a little bit. What can we learn from the first matchup? Because if you look at the team Fulham had out there, you know, and again, you know, back in defense, it's very different than it, than it is now. But they played Wolves very well and I thought deserved to get something out of it. Uh can we take something out of it, or is it that far away that we really can't learn anything from that that Fulham can take into this match? Well, I feel sort of snake bitten from the Villa game because we had a very different lineup when we lost three nothing to them, um, and uh, I really thought without Grealish we could we could, and, and we did really for three quarters of the game we did right we did give them a lot of trouble. Um, I think uh, I, I think this is a case where we just. Um, we know they've got danger, then we know that they're quick on the break, we know that they're organized. Um, but with Mitra playing the way he did, did on Sunday, I think it, it's great, it's like a new signing. Um, we don't know the stats yet of Lookman, I think he might be a doubt. Yep, um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, frankly. I don't, I, I've you know, for all his um, occasional wizardry and silky skills, I don't think he's productive enough on the left. And right now, because Mitra has seems to have had the light switched on it's really incumbent on us to put together a formation that's going to uh, provide play to his strengths his strengths yeah and i just don't see for me um for me uh lookman isn't isn't there for that now if he i mean if he if he can come off the bench and give us 20 25 30 great um but i just don't see the fit there um and so you know who does he bring in to go on the left hand side? It's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting, um, but I, I I think that you will probably see that Scotty Scotty's been a caged animal all week and probably very excited about tomorrow's game. And I think the players will be pretty pumped up and ready to have a go. Okay, at, my at friend, the Wolves, and, and hopefully we can get a early goal. We need an early goal though tomorrow night, Russ. We need. An I early agree. Goal. I agree, Yanis, and and I'm already seeing a lot of comments with suggestions for the lineup. And we're going to get to that, trust me, because uh, I want to spend some time talking about Giannis's thoughts on uh, the approach, the lineup, and obviously the formation. It's all going to go together. We're going to spend some time near the end of the show and finish up with predictions. So we're going to get there. But let's talk a little bit more about Wolves now. Like with Jimenez out, who, what players concern you, Giannis? Traore still scares me, even though he scored only one, two goals all year. Um, Dendonka can, can can produce from the centre part, so can Nevers. They, they've got a lot of skill. I mean, they're, they're fun team to watch. We remember when they got promoted from the championship; they were just brilliant to watch. Yeah, um, they, they, they they're fun side to watch. I mean, they can they can um, they're not a sleeper team, but they have been hot and cold. And um, you know, it's um, let's not forget these are extraordinary times. Um, you know, you. They would have been expected to finish. I would have, I would have pegged them probably in the top top eight for this year. I mean, what money would you put that West Ham would be in a Champions League spot? I mean, it it really does it does fathom the mind. Yep. Um, they're a dangerous team, 
Um, but I think we've got enough in the locker to to, to cause them some tr- trouble and ask them. Some what are your questions. thoughts on Neto? Oh, outstanding player, outstanding player, outstanding player. Fun, one of those players that you wanna you pay you pay good money to to go and watch. Smart player, intelligent player. But Neto, but to be fair, um, Santo has a lot of players like that. You yep. know, that, that that can produce something out of nothing. They're one of those teams that. Um, it's great to have in this division because they do everything the right way and they've got a coach that does everything the right way. And He's a very good coach. He's a very good coach and they're well supported by the ownership and they, they've got excellent fans, Wolves. And, and yeah. um, you know, I remember when they were good in the 70s, um, they were a different team back then, a lot more physical. But this is the best Wolves team they've had in four decades. And um, they they are entertaining to watch. And they're, unfortunately, there aren't that many teams in the Premier League where you go, yeah, I'd spend a few quid to... You know, for every Wolves, you've got a Newcastle. Right. Or for every Wolves, you've got a bloody Crystal Palace. You know, the, the, you know Insomniacs, Anonymous. You know, they just... They bore, you, they bore you to absolute tears. You know, Sheffield United or, or Burnley. I mean, it's assault on the senses. Wolves are <laughs> entertaining to watch. They're they fun are. to watch. And, um, you know, and I, I like watching them play. It's, you know, of course, I hope we beat them 300 nothing tomorrow. But um, they're, um, they're going to give us some problems for sure. But if we okay. maintain some discipline, I think of dip- we're going to have to be disciplined. And we're going to have to, if something goes wrong, we can't just fold. That's going to be a key. Like we did against Villa. You can't, you know, you, you have to dig deep. And uh, if you give up a goal, you have to look inner. And you have to just say, we're going to get it back. And you can't just fold like a tent. You just can't. And uh, I think they did that again against Aston Villa. I thought they gave into the fear. They can't do that against Wolves. And Wolves are going to give them problems, and they have to be prepared for it, and they just have to react to it. All right, Giannis, we are talking about Wolves, and you have some positive things to say about them. So from their perspective, how do they win? Play on our weaknesses. I think it's. Um, I think the longer they keep it nil-nil, the more nervous we're going to get. And they probably would have looked at the Villa game tape and thought, well, um, we're a little bit like Saram Rap at the moment. And if um, we make an error and we concede a goal, then uh, they'll get the three points. It's, I think that the, 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 the gap between Monday, Sunday's game, Villa, and tomorrow's game would have been the biggest test of the rebuilding of resilience in Scotty Parker's young coaching career. How does he get players that reacted the way they did after Equal, giving up an equaliser. Yep. Um, get them back on the track because it was a 30-carriage train that derailed and went fell, fell down a mountain. So this would have been a really, really, really big test in, so mentally and psychologically to get them ready for the game so that they can stay focused on, on, on the prize. And um, Wolves are going to be waiting for us to make – Wolves will be waiting for us to make a mistake. That's how they'll be looking to be us. That's absolutely how they're going to they're, – they're going to pounce on our mistake. And that's what concerns me because we have to be ready for that. We, You know, like you said, Giannis, it comes down to playing a disciplined game. If they don't play a disciplined game, this team is going to take advantage of us. And that's where things can get dangerous. And they have to limit the mistakes – and if they make the mistakes, they have to bounce back from them. Because if they don't, then we could see another Villa loss. And I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see another match like Villa. Because, I, I again, I think that this is a match where they can win. 
the bigger thing is they need to win and they need to make it happen, but they need to play, as you said, a disciplined game. And they really need to do that. Okay. Coming up next, I get Giannis' thoughts on how Fulham win this match. Then we're going to really break down starting 11 formations, who Giannis thinks that Scott Parker should play, and we'll end with our predictions. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Okay, my friend, let's get right to it. We are, we just talked about how Wolves can win this match. Enough of that, because, again, it's a Fulham show. How does yeah. Fulham win? We go out of the buggers from the start. We can't play with fear. I, I think a lot of it will be dictated by the, the, the starting lineup. Um, as I said, Scotty's going to have to make a couple of difficult decisions, but know who your strengths are. Mitro is clearly back, and let's just go at them. Just go, let's just go, go out, Wolves. Just go at them. Um, None of pity patty. Just, I thought there was a level of intent about the way we attacked us Villa on Sunday, which we should maintain, but with a little bit more aggression, just go at them, go at them, because we know that if we win tomorrow night, we go out of the bottom three. I don't I, want to be Newcastle. I agree. And, and mm. Forget about the games in hand. Yeah, psychologically, that's that's a big deal. Huge. It, it's a big deal if they win this. It can flip the switch very quickly, and then it puts a lot of pressure on Newcastle if they win this match. They don't win this match. Even if they get a draw, it doesn't really give you that effect. You win, there's a lot of pressure on Newcastle United. And they haven't talked about a team that hasn't reacted well to pressure. They haven't reacted well. So if you react well to pressure and you win this match, you put a lot of pressure on Newcastle United. I I agree with you, Giannis. You you get at them. And I'm asking Scott Parker to be a little bit more aggressive let his team play with some freedom and go at this team. Get after them. And I know that he is more conservative in nature. I think that this is a match where he needs to let them play with a little bit more freedom. And mm-hmm. that's just my suggestion. But again, uh, we'll see what happens uh, in the match on Friday night. Okay, my friend. This is something that I know because we're getting so many comments on. It's about the starting 11. It's about the formation. And then we'll get to predictions because it's very interesting. I've seen a lot of suggestions on Twitter. I've listened to some podcasts talking about different formations, playing playing three center backs like we have earlier in the season, playing Joe Bryan. These have been some interesting suggestions. Mike Gregg mentioned playing Joe Bryan because he works well with Mitro, that Mitro can really feed off of Joe Bryan with, the, with his crossing. That's an interesting suggestion by Mike. Everyone knows Mike has been on this show, and he's also on uh, the Friends of Fulham podcast as well. Mike does a great job on both podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
the Fofcast, but I just saw this tweet. I'm like, you know what? That's interesting. And he's not the only one mentioning Joe Bryan. So Giannis, what do you do, my friend? What is your starting 11? And also, what is your formation? I, would you believe me if I told you that I'm still, I'm still not sure. I mean, I, I, it, it's just, it sounds a bit chickenish if I say it's going to be game game t- game time decision. I'm going to have a stab at this. Um, I, I think I'd still go. I still think I'd go the four two three one, um, and and I don't. I, but again, I'm I'm flipping like an octopus here. Um, I'd still go with the Tetiana Anderson and Tosin in the back. Uh, Reed and Lamina um, in front, but I would Lookman if Lookman doesn't play. I, if Lookman plays and not doesn't bother me because I would have Joe Bryan come in. I think Joe Bryan has to come in. Um, I would be tempted, and I hate to actually say this. I'm tempted to put um, Cav on the right. I hand knew side. you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, and and actually play Dekadova Reed in the middle behind Mitro. Um, I think I I. We've taken, we've taken, we've all taken a lot of stick this year about the Loftus Cheek thing, and I've been one of his biggest defenders. But there was something I watched and saw in the second half on Sunday that that, that, that I, I looked in and I think, you know, it, um, if you look at the number of goals and assists we've been producing through the midfield, yep, and so much of the emphasis has been on Loftus Cheek, is Loftus Cheek going to be able to take us to the promised land, which for us is going to be fourth and bottom? And I think it suddenly dawned on me it's not going to be. I think he can come off the bench and cause a problem. I think he could be very effective coming off the bench last 25, 30. But I don't, I now don't think he, I don't think we're going to win games with him. So I, I would, Dekadova Reed, you know what sort of shift you're going to get. Um, Cav, you know what sort of shift you're going to get. Yep. I think you're going to get some sort of um, uh, service from, from Cav. You know with Brian, there's a good synergy between him and Mitra. You can bring Madger off the bench. Uh, I was a little disappointed with Lamino against Villa on Sunday. I actually was a little disappointed in Reed. I thought he had a little bit of an off game, but yep. he's allowed to have, have off games. But I think more, more important is the mentality of the unit that they put together. Right. And I really think that um, um, because it's a Friday night game, they don't have to travel. You know, I think as a unit, they can get together and say, okay, look, this is what we want to do. What do we want to get out of there? This is what we need to do. It all has to be hand, all hands on deck. Now, for, for that to work, I think this is where Scotty has to do, oh, Christ. I've got to make the really tough decision here. Do I sit Ruben? And I think he's got to do it for this one. I okay, think well, got, that would be, you know, it. again, that would be an interesting decision. And like you said, Giannis, I've seen the suggestion, not just from you, but from others with Joe Bryan. And I'm actually not against that. I'm not, I, I'm totally not against that idea because of his crossing ability. I think Joe Bryan might be a good fit for this match, having Mitro out there, but I'm going to make the argument. Why not Josh Maggio with Mitra? Why not? I'm not sure. I'm just worried about. I'm worried about the service. Uh, Maggio. I mean, scored the two against Everton. He does work hard, but is he is he going to be? Is the partnership with Mitra going to be fruitful enough that you can take somebody out of the centre of the park to look to create the chances? And I'm not sure. I think Maggio could be an impact sub. Um, I, I mean, my 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 sole focus would be. Who do we have wide that can get the balls in for Mitra? We know Brian can cross a ball. We know that yes. Cav can cross a ball. If you have that, that's a start. 
then you've got plan B. Plan B is merger. Plan B is Loftus cheek. Um, as an example, and you say, okay, well, well, we'll we'll take it accordingly. But I think the way that Mitra played on Sunday, you got to say, right, okay. Um, I mean, he could make mincemeat out of the, the, the central two, including Cody. I'm a big oh, I, agree. I totally agree, Giannis. So get them in, get get them wide, get the crosses in, get him bullying the crap out of them, and then let's see if they can um, they can get something out of it. I think that's the way to go. And and, and um, knowing my luck, uh, we'll look at the lineup tomorrow, and it'll be Shawnee Aluko up there and Floyd Aite. Um <laughs> Okay, those are two names that I. I... Wasn't I expecting know. to hear from you today, but okay. We know about your love of Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a man. Anyone that is new to Cottage Talk, Yanis has this not even love-hate relationship, just hate relationship with Florida. I don't, I, you know, sometimes you just go, how? I mean, he scored. I mean, he scored. I mean, he scored. He scored some. He scored some. He did score some goals. Yeah, he did. But, but really, I mean, it's not like you can. It's not like you know, Python Kasami could only score one goal, but he scored a worldie that we'll never see again. Where we can say every he could, Python Kasami can walk across the Thames. He can go into the back of the New Riverside. He could walk on the field yeah. and they will be bowing to him. Going, you scored that goal against Palace. That's your career complete here for Fulham. I mean, because it was that good. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, we like players that work hard and put a shift in. And yeah. I think that for tomorrow's game, that's really going to have to be the key. Who can do the job yeah. to service Mitra and who can do the job to get the three points for us? So I think... Um, it's a combination, Giannis. You need yeah. hard workers, but you also need skilled players to put form in the best position to succeed and win. And I think the best way to do that is to get crosses in the box to Mitra. Play to his strengths. Yeah. I've been saying this. You have this goal score. And I remember Gordon Davis saying this. He's living off of scraps. Stop having Petro living off of scraps and give him the service he needs to be successful. We're complaining, you know, again, we're film supporters. We're complaining about the lack of goals. Well, part of it has to do, a good part of it has to do with the service. It's not all about the finishing. It's about the service as well. So you have to play to someone's strengths. Mitro needs service. He can't do it by himself. He can he can score some goals by himself, but he is much more effective when he has the right service. So give him the service, and let's see him score some goals. Okay, my friend, it's time to predict this match. You've already said you're doing a Joe Namath. You're guaranteeing a Fulham victory. Yeah. So what is your score? Two nothing. Two nothing wow. Fulham. And by the time we finish with Wolves, they'll only have three legs left. Love we're going to win this. This is we're going to win, win. This is our game. This is our game, boys. This oh. is our game. It's our oh game. boy! Oh, I hope oh, you're yeah. right, Giannis. Okay, anyone watching live, feel free to share your predictions, and I'll I'll try to read through them. And they're starting to come. Let's see what what Ralph Leach has to say. He has a prediction: three to one, Metro, two cab pen. Oh boy! Okay, well, <laughs> I'm loving it. No, loving it. I'm loving this. Okay, my friend Chris, full win, two nil, Chris. Chris is a, is a Liverpool supporter, so thank you, Chris, for your your support there. I really, really appreciate that. Okay, it's my turn, Giannis, and um, it's funny because this this is one of the matches that I penned as a victory. So I'm not going to change my mind on it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two to one to full. I'll go two to one, a nervy two to one victory, and I'm gonna say Mitro's 
scores both, gets the brace. I'm going to say Mitro scores both goals. So I'm going two to one. Yes, let's, I like that. Let's do it. All this. right, all right. Let's see what my friend Colm Bugler says. Head 1-1, one, one, heart 3-0. I'm, I'm there with you, Colm. You know, it. it's hard because uh, I think you, you nailed it. When you look at matches, when you're a fan, part of it, you are thinking of it with your heart, and but you also have to look at it with your head. Your head does say draw. I, I'm, 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 I agree with that. And your heart wants a victory. So I see where you're going there, my friend. Okay, Giannis, before we wrap this up, any final thoughts? I'm pumped. Let's do this. Three points. Let's go above new goals. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. No, I, I, the moment I saw him, the moment I saw Scotty saying I wasn't, I was not happy with the last 15, no. I thought, okay, all right. All right, now I'm getting it. He's a, I, I would not have wanted to be in the change rooms on Tuesday. I think they were um, hair dryers. Was it Roy Keane? Once, uh, one of the funniest things I've ever heard from Roy Keane said uh, he was talking about an argument between Man United players and he said things got so bad that uh, they were throwing hair gel at each other. Um, <laughs> but but I, I will tell you that the Scotty would have been very, very angry and he would yep. have had 48 hours to think about it. And um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm very confident. I'm very confident we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna do what we need to do to get the result. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. All right. Let's let's see if we have any, any final predictions. Let me just check this out here. Let's see here. Let's see what we got here. Okay. I agree yep. with you, Chris, on yep. that. Let's yep. see. Steve Turner says full two 0 win goals. Lookman and Mitro Lookman's a doubt. We'll see what happens there. Let's see. Jorgen. Jorgen Sunkvist. I hope I said that right, Jorgen. Three points to full. I probably said it wrong. Okay. But here's something very interesting. I'm, I'm going to share this. This is a good way to end the show. Mm-hmm. Giannis Russ, do you have any pregame superstitions? Yeah, I always make a cup of tea. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, I get to very um, – much like when I was a coach and when I was a player, I'm very quiet on game days. But yep. it's, it's just it's just that you know that it's and actually it's I think it's already started. You know I know it's twenty four hours less than twenty four hours away. Yep. We know the game. It doesn't matter whether we're playing Talkie United or Wolves. Just yep. just um, and um, but it seems like this year in particular it's like <laughs> so many emotions that you go through and it's um, it's. Ah oh, man, it's been a tough season. It'd be it'd be great. As you said it perfectly earlier, Russ, when you said that if we can get the result, the more it puts pressure on those, on you know those um, unemployed. No, 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 those Newcastle fans in the northeast, um, just you know moaning in their Newcastle brown beer. They're a terrible side. They're a terrible. They shouldn't be in this. It's Newcastle, awful. But. God, why am I But wouldn't it be fantastic? Last game of the season, we get them at the cottage. Get a quarter capacity, and none of those buggers can come from the northeast. You're not allowed. <laughs> get lost. We'll stop them. We'll send passport control up to Sunderland. You right? You stop there. <laughs> well, that's be funny, ready for the buggers. That's, that's funny. Okay. Superstitions. I was thinking about this, Steve, while you were saying it. The only thing I can think of, and, and it's not really superstition. It's like what every other fan does, but right an hour before I am checking and uh, I'm there waiting second by second, but that's not really that's lineups, but that's not really a superstition. I did have a superstition 
for the Patriots for the longest time. On game day, I, I would drive by Gillette Stadium and I would play uh, this song by Night Ranger of all bands. <laughs> we won't say in this. <laughs> Don't tell me you love me by by uh, by Night Ranger because they they seem to win all of these games every time I did that in two thousand and three. But I don't have I don't have any real superstitions right now with Fulham except doing what everyone else does, and that is um, look for the lineup and you know right right at the time. Okay, let's see let's see if we have, we have one more prediction stuff in the house. One one. Okay, all right, great show. I do want to mention everyone because we're really trying to get people to uh, follow us on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel, please do, and subscribe to it. And it'll help other Fulham supporters find us on YouTube. So please do that. All right, my friend, it is time to wrap this up. For my good friend, my great friend, Giannis Shanaeus. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.